0: So Lord, may the words of, our, of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. So today we celebrate Pentecost. And this didn't begin with the giving of the Holy Spirit. It began long before that, when uh, God gave the law to Moses to give to the people and the Hebrews became the people of God because they were the ones that they had the law. And we become the children of God because the Holy Spirit has been given to us. And we are all called by the name, in the name of Jesus to bear witness um, to his presence in our lives. This is a wonderful thing. It doesn't just happen to one people group, one gender, or anything like that. It happens by virtue of God giving the Holy Spirit. And in the gospel, Jesus told his disciples that it was for their benefit that he was going away. I'm like, that's so Jesus. That would have been hard, right? The disciples were filled with grief. Jesus knows it. But do you think he was filled with grief? I think maybe a little. To be taken that way. And yet, he wasn't taken away. He was placed in in, in the center of the universe where he could have access to all. Jesus was still limited by location but the Holy Spirit unites the church around the world in the common ministry that we have. You cannot talk about the church without talking about the Holy Spirit. You can't talk about uh, the ministry or evangelism, mission, anything without talking about the Holy Spirit. One of the things, though, that I was taught a long time ago that was not helpful (laughs) at all, it wasn't even Christian, was that once you become a committed follower of Jesus and you have the Holy Spirit, all will be well and no harm will befall you. And, you know, if, if that's not the case, then obviously you did something wrong. This passage in Romans, when it talks about uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit, it's saying you, this is what it looks like to have the Holy Spirit in a world that is not as it should be. And I think that we can really relate to this right now. So we're going to be looking at Paul's letter to the Romans and to see what it has to say for us there. Have you ever been driving a car and suddenly there's a thunk or a clunk or a grinding or a vibration? (laughs) Anything like that, you're like, "Uh uh-oh, right? And you are filled with dread. Your future is called into question I once talked to a guy who the piston in his engine blew out the side of his motor. Can you imagine the noise? It would be terrifying. I have a, on my motorcycle, I don't have a chain, I have a shaft. So it's going back and forth underneath my left leg. And I always think someday that's going to break. And I hope it breaks out back instead of toward my leg. But when you're in that situation and the car's not acting right and you think, oh, it's not a good sound, I hope I can make it home. And then if it persists, you think, I hope I can make it to the service station. And then you think, oh man, I hope I'm in a cell phone covered area. (laughs) Paul writes, we know that the whole creation has been groaning. And earlier in the passage, it says it's been groaning because it's subject to frustration. What has subject the world to, to this frustration? We did. We did. Because when we, we, we were designed to care for the planet, care for creation, and to reflect God's glory, when we turned away from God, we went out of sync with everything else. And we've been causing chaos ever since. And because of that, the, the world, the creation, isn't what it was created to be. And neither are we. So where's the Holy Spirit in all this? Why doesn't God just it wouldn't that be better might be better but that's not how you can work with a creation like ours I think that we uh, in this context right now that we're in we're anticipating you know everyone's going to get vaccinated in the next few weeks and then we're going to be able to hug people again it's going to be so great and we can anticipate that and this is just a little taste of what creation has been experiencing for millennia What will it be like when everything is put to right again? Paul goes on to say, not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for the adoption to sonship. That's not about being a boy, by the way. That's being in a a state of inheritance. So it's not about just guys only. Um, and the redemption of our bodies, where everything is going to be set right this past weekend, we took the trailer up to Great Bear Campground for the test run of the of the camping season. We had sparkling apple juice on Friday night, you know to toast the camping year right uh, and and then we made the list of everything we forgot. <laughs> Now, we went up there on purpose because my in-laws are right next door. And so everything we forgot, we're like, uh, Ron, Charlene, could you uh, add any sugar? (laughs) Or water? (laughs) (laughs) So we have like the first fruits of the Holy Spirit, right? Anyone who's prayed and been given a word of knowledge or the gift of tongues knows what the first fruits are like. But we want more. And because things aren't as they should be. Isn't a sign that God isn't present. Or isn't powerful or able. We're just in this place. Where we are expecting. We are hoping. So there we get on to hope. For in this hope. We were saved. And I love Eva. We are on Bible study on Wednesday. Eva replaced hope with we expect. And I love that. Because. Hope is joyful expectation. So for in this expectation, we are saved, that our our bodies will be rescued. Our hope, but hope, or expectation that is seen is not hope at all. For who hopes what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. If you're ever looking around and just feeling discouraged and blah, languishing, that's good. Because our hope isn't set in right now. As I said a few weeks ago, it's not in who's elected into office. It's not in making sure I have enough money in my bank account. Our hope is set in God making everything right. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Anybody who's a car enthusiast or a, a motorcyclist, they will tell you that, you know, the thing about cars, like really nice cars, is not about getting to where you want to be. It's about enjoying the journey. It's enjoying the ride. And that's what we are doing now. We don't have what we need right now, but right now is about enjoying what we have in anticipation of what is going to come. Our rescue is based on the expectation of God's completed work. Our hope now keeps us moving in the right direction. But we're not there yet. But hope drives us on in the right direction. Does anyone here ever watch the the television series um, Long Way Round or Long Way Down or Long Way Up? (laughs) Any one of them. (laughs) Same guys. (laughs) They're they're, Ewan McGregor and Charlie Borman, they take motorcycles around the world, like the whole world. And, And they went from the top of Scotland to the bottom of Africa. And then just last year, they went from the bottom of South America up to California on electric bikes, which was really boring. Because like, oh, we don't have a charging station. Let's spend millions of dollars and get a huge generator put in. But it got better. Uh, anyway, their, their journeys are amazing. And at the end of each series, they do a flashback of everything that they went through. Now, a long way around, they had to push these 1,100 bikes through a bog. And at the time, it was horrible. Horrible. But at the end of the journey, it was like, do you remember when we did that? That was crazy. It's good. One of the things we need to remember is that the, the hardship that we experience right now is temporary. And it, Paul, what he wrote earlier on is that these are the birth pangs. Like, they're not the signs of the end. They're the signs of something new beginning. Now, how many people here have ever been present while a birth was happening? No. okay. so it took Isaac 16 hours to get into this world in addition to nine months. But, you know, who's counting that? And the whole birthing thing is so unfair. Right. For the guy. (laughs) Right. Because, you know, 16 hours of labor. I was there with Kimberly and she had all these awesome endorphins. She doesn't remember anything. And afterwards, she's like, let's have another one. I'm like, are you crazy? (laughs) These are birth pains. The suffering around us, yes, they're real, they're hard. But there's life coming that can't even compare. I remember the moment that each of my kids came into this world. I was scared to death and disgusted and just like, how could God make this the way we come into the world? And I was also just filled with awe and wonder at the moment. But that was a moment. And then there's a whole life that's growing and changing. What a beautiful illustration for the pain and suffering we have today. We have a hope of something great coming. So don't lose hope. We have this beautiful gift of the Holy Spirit. Here I really want to focus in is what the Holy Spirit does for us in this time in between. The Spirit helps us in our weakness. We don't even know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes with us with wordless groans. A few years ago, I had a hard time praying. I often have a hard time praying. But I had this one time where I couldn't pray. I felt every word I tried to lift up to God just fell at my feet. When I sat down, all I could think about was all the things I needed to do. When I went to bed and thought, I'll I'll pray before I go... You know, it was just, it was really awful. And I went to Bill McMullen and I said, I need your help with something. And he said, sure. I said, can you make me a prayer bench? And he looked at me kind of like, what? And I said, "It's it's a little short bench about this high. It's about this wide. And it just lets you kneel on the floor without putting any pressure on your knees. You just have this little prayer bench. And he goes, yeah. So I gave him some plans and he went and he made me two, which I thought was really sweet. And uh, in this, with this prayer bench, because I believe prayer, or like posture and prayer, is very important, and we're kind of losing that without the kneelers here. We're getting soft, Anglicans. <laughs> anyway, on this prayer bench, I was able to sit in a reverent position, and I couldn't pray other than to say, "Jesus, I need to be near you. Will you please be near to me?" And I had no words. He gave me no words, but I felt His presence. Now, I never thought of this passage then, but when I was preparing for the sermon, this, this experience came to me. Prayer doesn't begin with us. The Holy Spirit is already interceding. And when it comes to prayer, what it is is that we're actually doing, we're stepping into the will of God. Listen, listen to this. He who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. I think every human being is hardwired for prayer. And I think most of us do it subconsciously. I know one dear friend of my life, uh, he sort of has broken off his relationship with God, but when he prays, he says, (laughs) he says, I don't even know why I'm bothering doing this but God, will you help me? Or will you help so-and-so? That's how he starts. But when we are praying intentionally, we are stepping into what the Holy Spirit is already doing. And somebody once described prayer as taking a stone and throwing it into a fast-moving brook, right? And over time, the water smooths the edges and all of that. When we pray, we are asking the Holy Spirit to shape and transform us. The Spirit helps us in our weaknesses so deeply that words cannot even express it. He connects us to the Father and draws us right into the heart of the Trinity. So happy birthday, church. It's been a rough year. It's going to be a rough few months yet. But nothing can or will stop us from doing our mission. Why? Because the Holy Spirit, who's not just with us, but is all over the world, not even just where the church is, God is on the move. And we are invited to participate in what God is doing. So my prayer for us is that this year, we will be directed more and more fully by God's will for each of us. And that we would live in joyful expectation um, amid the pain that we see around us, amid the pain and suffering we experience ourselves, God is there. And that we will all be equipped and transformed through our intentional times of prayer and our subconscious times of prayer because we're going to be open to what the Holy Spirit is doing and leading us to do. Amen.